2: Hello, welcome everyone to the spotlight. He is back. Steven Jensen is here. I don't think he shaved in two weeks. He's got the playoff beard growing, even though the playoffs are over. I had to shave mine. I'm, mine was getting out of control. And then finally the playoffs ended. I was like, all right, I got to finally shave this thing. It's summer. It's too, it's too hot for this. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That is Steven Jensen. Jensen, glad to have you back, buddy.
3: Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Uh, Had kind of a rough go of it. Uh, with uh the 19 unfortunately but i'm back i'm feeling a lot better still not feeling like a hundred percent but like you know feeling a lot better than i was last week at this time so definitely uh definitely happy to be back and uh, appreciate sp3 for filling in last week as always great dude join the show glad that uh y'all had a, <laughs> glad that y'all had a good show last week and uh and yeah i'm, I'm glad to be back man how you been
2: I'm well, you know my my Colorado Avalanche got the hat right here. Yeah, we even got a face mask, just all type of abs regalia around here. I ordered my shirt. I ordered a, a coffee table book and everything. We won the Stanley Cup the same night as Forbidden Door. Actually, I had to go back and like watch some of Forbidden Door because uh, I was way too locked in on the game. I the Sean was like Sean was like watch the game it's okay we don't need full coverage on forbidden door we got other teammates who will who will do some work like pay attention to the game so i was locked in on the game all sunday night and it was a it was a great moment it was it was good i hope everyone experiences if you if you're into sports like i am and you take it as serious as i do i hope everyone gets to experience their team winning a championship cuz i've watched that moment every single day uh since it happened on sunday and i'll probably keep watching it every single day for like i don't know until i die or something because it was a great moment it was it was really it was really fun to to watch and i know it was a pain in the ass to a lot of my friends and my fiance uh throughout the playoffs and they all they all stuck with it so yeah it was it was great but i'm good championship championship jeremy is here uh Oh, it's got another big week in wrestling as it seems to be every single week uh you guys you can leave a super chat leave a humper chat we're on twitch now we're, we're co-streaming this on on twitch so you can leave a a bits or subscribe to the the twitch channel if you were like um yeah, You can leave a super chat like our, our pal JJ is a little of my favorite big star. Welcome back, Jensen. Hope you're doing much better. Congrats on becoming one half of the NXT UK oh, tag team right. champions.
3: That's right, Brooks uh, Jensen and uh <laughs> and uh Josh Briggs won the NXT UK tag team titles. I covered that on the weekend or this past Sunday. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's weird because that's Bull Buchanan's son, isn't it? So I believe so, yes, yes. Yeah, so you know, I, I, I've never seen anybody with my name in wrestling before. So, like, that, that side of it, I guess, is kind of cool. I mean, I don't know. I guess he's got a pretty bright future. It's kind of weird because, like, I don't really watch the the NXT show on Tuesdays anymore, but, like, they don't really seem like they're, like, some, like, giant standout team of that to me. But they might be. But then now they just, like, became the NXT UK tag champs out of nowhere. I know that um either Ashton Smith or Oliver Carter, one of the two, was injured, and that's why they had to vacate the titles and make a make like a really quick decision on, on new champions. But I thought for sure they'd go with like stars and Mastiff or something. Um, like some team that's like kind of established in NXT UK, but then like, yeah, Jensen and Bray
2: too much. This is way too much NXT UK talk. I blame you JJ for your your comment referencing the NXT UK tag team titles. Way too much NXT UK talk on this show. Let's move on. There you go. (laughs) Let's move on. In our creator spotlight this week, we do have Romeo from True Heel Heat, uh, our pal. And you saw SP3 last week. Big thanks for him uh, to him for for filling in last week. And uh, Romeo, who's part of the True Heel Network, joined us this week. So we'll air that a little bit later on. He talks about his love of Charlotte Flair. That was my biggest takeaway yeah. from from the show uh, from our interview with Romeo. Is he really loves Charlotte Flair, and he's not being like a contrarian. He actually gives a good reason as to why he likes Charlotte Flair. And I appreciate that he had a good reason for that. So everyone stay tuned for that. Let's get into it. We're going to start with AEW this week. And before we do, Jensen, next week, I have a surprise for you and all of our, our viewers and listeners out there. But that's next week. I'm going to hype it as a big announcement. I'm going to do a Tony Khan thing. Everyone tune in next week. Monumental, major announcement on this show. Major update to this show just major things happening with this show not Nick cardona not brian myers but big things tremendous things outstanding things stupendous things happening on this show next week big surprises for steven jensen next week right? i'm looking
3: forward to that because i have no idea what it is i actually have a surprise for you jeremy that i just found out the other day that i was going to bring up uh, off air but we'll i'll just throw it out here right now for everyone listening I was just summoned to jury duty, and so I have to do jury duty on the 14th of this month, which happens to be a Thursday. So I'll let y'all know what's good. Like if I this able is not a this- good
2: surprise. My surprise I know. is
3: good. I- I'm just saying. I want to. I-, I I I needed to bring it up at some point. I just found out like two <laughs> days ago about this. Um. So yeah, I have to. I have to go to do jury duty on Thursday the 14th. Hopefully I can still do the show in the morning, but I don't know what time I have to be there. So y'all might have a fill in uh in like what is that, two Thursdays from now. So next week, big surprise. Don't even I don't even know what it is. So I'm looking forward to that. Following no week, does. I might be sitting in jury duty. We'll we'll see. So <laughs>
2: no one yeah. no one does no one knows what it is except for me i've kept this under great wraps uh i'm not trying to sell this like it's the biggest deal ever but i am ha- i'm proud of uh sort of upgrading the show with some some cool stuff that i'm i'm, I'm going to do and make it make it a little bit more fun make, make it a little bit more fun is basically what i'm doing here okay. uh let's get into to AEW forbidden door was this past week and we're going to kind of go back there and the two things are going to sort of tie together my AW spotlight this week, John Moxley, Hiroshi Tanahashi. No real big surprise that John Moxley defeated Tanahashi to win the interim AEW championship. No real big surprise that uh, it was a great match because Tanahashi rules and his selling. I mean, I, I know I've said it before, but his selling is like top, top, top tier when it comes to wrestling. That man makes you believe. That he is in pain, that man makes you believe that he is going to win. He sold me that he was going to possibly win this title. We all knew we all figured John Moxley was going to win, but the way Tanahashi and Moxley like sold these moments, sold these near falls like, oh, shit, Tanahashi might actually have this. So I thought this match was excellent. Uh, I can understand if people want to go Osprey and Orange Cassidy as like the match of the night. I personally was way into way more into Moxley and tanahashi moxley picked up the victory after being a bloody mess he's the interim AEW champion now and now and i think this is the thing that people were really looking forward to when we kind of figured and assumed moxley is going to win the title he gets his run and it's an interim title but he gets his run in front of people because when he won it at revolution 2020 it was like a two-week thing and then they were in the pandemic and then he lost it during the pandemic now he gets his run in front of live audiences i'm so excited for this john moxley title run cuz it seems like it might be a little while i don't know how long punk is out for but it seems like he's going to be out for a couple of months at the at the very least and moxley when he came through the crowd for for blood and guts holding the title and everything i was like oh yeah like moxley's right where he's supposed to be with this thing i cannot wait for this run i cannot wait for the reactions to moxley i thought it was a great match it was my personal match of the night. What'd you think of the match? And now, you know, Moxley about to get this interim title run in front of crowds.
3: Thought the match was awesome. Um, personally, I thought the match of the night was Osprey versus orange Cassidy, but I'm okay. I mean, I'm not going to like argue about, I mean, if someone's like, you know, if you, if you say that, you know, Moxley and, and, uh, Tanahashi was your match of the night. Then like, I mean, that's, it's a very valid, it makes sense. Like that, that match was great. And, for Tanahashi it's like he's the kind of guy where you can see like the way that he moves like he's probably it, it's like it's like when he wrestles the adrenaline kicks in and he's just out there like he's out and he hasn't changed his style like he's doing the the high fly flows and he's doing the sling blades and he does the texas cloverleaf which puts a lot of like strain on your knees and he, he looks like the kind of guy though that like probably needs like rails to get upstairs like he's like you know what i mean like he's beat up like for sure but then he goes out there and just he, he, the the bell rings and he just he just kills it i mean absolute legend um your point about moxley winning the title the last time uh right before the pandemic really set in um you know this is really cool that he's able and that was also before he was using the wild theme music and stuff too like yeah so now this is like this is a real proper kind of run for him, and as you said, yeah, it's interim championship, but I think AEW is going to really treat that as like the world title until until Punk's back, um, and I think they're going to do a good job with it. So, yeah, it, it, great match. Um, like you said, Tanahashi, he's so good, and Moxley's so good at what they do that even though the outcome was pretty predictable, we all figured Moxley was going to win. They did a really good job like making you think like, damn, Tanahashi might actually win this like a few times. And and that's really all you could do, in my opinion. Um, when you have like a predictable outcome, if you can just make me believe a few times that the other guy's actually gonna win, you've really done your job. And I think that they they killed it. I Thought it was great. Um, and also with like the injuries to Danielson right now and like a lot of people on the roster. I mean, Kingston looks like he might have got hurt last night. Um yeah,
2: hopefully he's okay.
3: Yeah, I hope he's okay as well. Um, I just noticed he wasn't standing up after the match, and he like...
2: said he he even said to Claudio on top of the cage. You could kind of see him holding yeah. his back, but like Claudio tries to help him up. He's like, "I can't stand my back. I don't know what happened." He finally did. He was able to get up and everything, but yeah, you could tell he messed up his back a little bit, and hopefully he's okay. Santana suffered a nasty leg injury. In the match, uh, I don't know how bad that's going to be, but the fact that he couldn't do anything and is removed from the match, that seems like that uh, it could be more of a long-term thing. Hopefully he's okay. Yeah, hopefully Eddie in his back. I don't know when that happened. I think it might have been uh, when they did the the spot with the ring was pulled up. Cause it looked like Eddie had a, a rough landing on that. We'll get into blood and guts here in a bit, but it looked like he had a rough landing on that. And of course it's the exposed ring and everything. Uh, it might've happened there where he, the, his back took the, the brunt of that, but that was a, that was a crazy match where I'm shocked. There wasn't more injuries, honestly, because everyone really put a lot on the line and that one with all the the blood and guts in that match.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so, like, with the injuries going on and the, even injuries within the Blackpool Combat Club and, like, you know, we're going to talk about Claudio here in a second, but, like, th- this is really cool for, like, Moxley to have the title and have something big to do. And he's super over. He's the right person to hold this title belt right now. They're going to do a good job building him versus Punk. Um, I'd imagine he won't lose. I mean, but they, they've planted some seeds of, like, on commentary, letting people know, like moxley's probably gonna defend that title a few times like he's gonna have to like pretty much keep earning his way to that unification with punk um and i guess there is a possibility someone else could win the interim title before punk gets back but all signs are, are leading to moxley versus punk which i i think is the right move that'll be a great match uh whenever that inevitably happens so yeah this is all good stuff Wait. like i
2: He's going to defend the title. They announced the the Royal Rampage, Battle Royal, Elimination, whatever this gimmick is for for Friday's Rampage. Uh, No spoilers if you've seen them. I have not. Please don't spoil it. Uh, So they announced that. Whoever wins that is going to get a title shot. So yeah, he's definitely going to defend the title. And obviously, if Punk is out long term, if he's out past all out, my guess is he's back at least by all out, that's since uh early September, I would think he would be back for that, but I don't know how soon before that he will be back. If he's back by all out, though, obviously Mox is gonna have to defend this title because they they got these dynamite shows coming up that they always brand. They got the uh the Quake by the Lake show, they always do these branding on these dynamite shows where usually they have these big matches. So, yeah, he's gonna defend against the Royal Rampage winner, he's gonna be treated like the actual uh, world champion, which is the the right thing to do. Uh, Tony Khan has said it before uh, of when UFC does this, when they crown like an interim champion, they basically treat it like it's the the real title and they make defenses until the real champion comes back. You, I don't really like when UFC does it, especially if the champion has only missed like one fight or six months or something. But in this case, fine. Sure. Go for it. They didn't want to strip punk of the title. I get it. It sets up a big unification match and what should be a huge match between Moxley and punk Moxley. He was on Renee's podcast last week, talking about getting, getting clean and going to rehab and everything. And one thing that I found interesting that he said, when in terms of wrestling is he feels he's like finally putting everything together since he got back. And you can see with this black bull combat club stuff, he he's really put a lot of stuff together just in his AEW run. I, I said it many times that he's felt like the biggest star in wrestling during AEW. He's the guy that I'm like most captivated by, and that still for the most part remains true. But like his style, going on the indies and wrestling a bunch of different people and a bunch of different styles, like he really is putting everything together in AEW. And Blood and Guts wasn't maybe the the best representation of moxley as world champion and what i mean by that is he was one person in a 12 person match so it's tough to and that that match was never really about him it was about the kingston jericho stuff um so moxley was almost a bit player in that blood and guts match now that they're past this match i think we will really start to see like peak john moxley stuff is like hey this is our champion this is the guy carrying the company because last night it wasn't really about him as good as he was in that match he was kind of a background player to the Kingston Jericho stuff next week I think is when we're really going to start to see like John Moxley's the guy carrying this thing
3: yeah yeah I, I agree with everything you're saying like even uh <clears throat> even like the UFC stuff with the interim titles like as long as as long as well, obviously the the goal for AEW is the interim champion to unify with a world champion like that's first and foremost they made that very clear in the ufc sometimes that doesn't happen and that's super frustrating like when tony ferguson never had a shot at like the real championship and like eventually just like vacated the interim title but he hadn't lost in like 12 fights like you know so i think that AEW, like as long as they unify the interim championship with the with the world championship which i'm very clear that that's that's the intention um and then you're, you're right like uh, they had to get through blood and guts. is involved in a lot of stuff, but it is cool seeing and hearing how much he feels like he's putting it all together right now. You're, you're really you're right about that as well. Like, you know, the more he's gotten more of kind of like he's he's a lot more well rounded now than he was even just a couple years ago. Like, he's super over. He's got like the the right entrance music for you know coming through the crowd and everything. The fans are really into it he's kept like the brawler kind of whatever the lunatic fringe type stuff kind of like he's very unpredictable and he's still the same you know Moxley that we all love but he's also added a lot of technical stuff more mma based stuff the the regal training the the Blackpool combat club club training that they that they've incorporated into their their group and their gimmicks and everything and it just feels like yeah moxley's really putting it all together right now and he's still probably can keep getting better too, which is like pretty wild. Like he, there's still even room for improvement with really any wrestler that wants to keep learning. And Moxley seems to, like the kind of guy who just who wants to keep learning and adding to his arsenal and, and, and expanding his move set. And, and so I, I, uh, I really like what he's doing. And I think he's uh, he's definitely the right person to hold this championship right now. And um, who, did, did they announce who he's defending against at the, at the, Royal Rumble. No, no, no,
2: It's whoever wins. It's whoever wins the the Rampage. The Royal. Whoever Rampage. wins the Rampage Rumble. Yeah, whoever wins them. that. Okay. Yeah, he'll defend gotcha. it against them. Uh, okay. JPJ loves wrestling. Says, "Uh, this is from from Twitch, leaving us some bits. Appreciate that, JPJ. Uh, he says definitely agree. Jeremy excited to see Moxley get a proper run in front of the people. I hope Moxley does get like a story element to his run as well, and it's not just a bunch of random title defenses that always bugs me when AEW does that of like hey let's just do random title defenses hey here's the number one contender you know whoever wins this royal rampage thing they're gonna get a shot i want some like an actual story to moxley's run treat it like it is the real title give him a story to sink his teeth into whoever that might be but give me a story to this and not just let's do a bunch of matches until punk gets back and then once punk gets back that's when we'll start to get the ball rolling on the unification stuff don't do that Give give me a story. Give Moxley a story for all of this. That's that's the main thing that I want out of this run.
3: Yeah, well, and that would also establish, make it really feel like he is the true world champion while Punk is gone. Like that's that's you know, I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, shout out to John Moxley. I mean, good for him. What a turnaround he's made. I mean, even just since like going to rehab and stuff, like physically he looks to be in like really great shape. Mentally, he seems like he's in a really good headspace. He was drinking those non non alcoholic beers at the uh, at the press conference after trying the, after. To get a sponsorship. Yeah, he's trying to get a sponsorship. I, <laughs> hey, anyone want to sponsor the spotlight? By the way, that's something we can water have a discussion about.
2: Great value water sponsor us.
3: There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, Moxley really, he just really seems like he's in a really good place. Like all all around right now which is which is really good to see Uh, it was good hearing him on renee's podcast and good just seeing it was funny because like even in the post fight press conference like he was talking about he's like it's like yeah man he's like it's gonna be great like i can just get in my car after this i can drive home i can drink these while i'm driving home and i'm thinking like yeah, you're right. I mean, non-alcoholic beer. I mean, yeah, yes, there is no problem with drinking and driving when you're yeah. if it's not alcoholic beer. Like, sure. just
2: like drinking a Dr. Pepper on your way home. That's yeah, fine. just I
3: guess it just yeah. tastes kind. Of, I guess it just tastes kind of like beer, um, like an O'Doul's type thing. Like, um, so good for Moxley. I mean, there's nothing. I feel like there's nothing wrong with like if you if you love beer and you go and you when you're trying to stay sober, like you know, non-alcoholic beer. I think that's a pretty good solution. You know, so like good for him. Like, it sounds like he's really kind of figured out something that works for him. Like he's doing the non-alcoholic beer. He's in really good shape. He's, he's mentally it seems like he's in a great place. His wrestling keeps getting better. His moveset keeps getting cooler. He's getting more and more over. Like, um, and going to rehab was a great thing for him. Like, you know, no, I don't know how many people knew he had an issue. Um, but like physically you could tell he had like really like ballooned up around that time. And now he like, he just seems like he's just healthy, which is, which is great. I mean, uh, you, you love to see it, especially in wrestling. As long as we've watched this stuff, you know, you see it go the other way. So often that it's, it's really nice to see somebody like really getting in, in, in a good space here. And, and he's being rewarded for it too. Like he's the world champion. They've, they're, they've invested in him. They
2: believe in him like good stuff. Can I just say that beer sucks? <laughs> really? it's oh, awesome. I, I, I,
3: I like beer. So
2: what's your, what's your favorite beer, Jensen?
3: It's pretty, well, I'm going to sound pretty normie when I say this, but like, on, like honestly, like I, I, I like stuff like Coors Light. Just, just, just. Cause Bud Light won't pay nothing. Yeah, exactly. I like Brock. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, I like Bud Light as well. Um, but if, like my go-to when I go to a bar or something, is usually just like Coors Light. Every now and then I'll have like a Stella or like a Blue Moon or something like that. Like I, I like kind of the snobbier beers occasionally as well. Um. The beer that I've drinking the most in my life is probably Natural Light, though. Uh, Natty Light, that's probably because it's cheap, and that it tastes kind of like Bud Light.
2: See, this is the thing, thing with beer is I was told a long time ago of beer is an acquired taste, so you might as well acquire a taste for cheap beer because it's all just awful. And so you might as well just get the cheap stuff and whatever. You're going to get drunk either way. Beer is so bad. I can't do beer. I, I, there is like some like different, like craft beers and obviously like different breweries and stuff that like have flavors of beer that aren't as bad as your typical, uh, you know, your, your typical Bud Light, Miller Light, all the, all those beers that you can find at any grocery store across the world. I can't do it. If I drink and I, I don't drink often at all, I actually gave up alcohol for many years. Um, but if I drink, it's got to be some type of, like, liquor or something. Just beer is so, sure. so awful. People are saying Michel of Ultra See, JBJ is saying beer snob, craft IPAs. Yeah, like, that, that's the thing. Like, the the craft stuff, some of that stuff is okay. There's, like, a cherry beer that that I really enjoyed. Like, I know brew, shout out to uh, Pat Fanahan who actually left the wrestling business to go brew a bunch of beer. Um, but, like, I'm sure there's good stuff out there. I don't have the time or the money or the taste buds to want to – uh, try to try all this stuff. Beer sucks. Everyone should stop drinking it. And yeah, Crown Royal. There you go, Kai. <laughs> that, that's my drink. Crown and Coke. If I okay. order something, it's usually Captain Coke, Crown and Coke. That's 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 what I go with. Beer sucks. Good on John Moxley for just giving up beer. What? No matter his reason. Just everybody give up beer. Drink man, manly drinks like my ties.
3: Like my t- Yeah, drink um. <laughs> drink like white Russians and uh and uh and mojitos um and And
2: those fruity drinks fruity drinks are good i don't give a fuck what
3: so i i actually like nowadays i honestly i drink seltzers more than anything else like stuff like white claw and truly and stuff like that because i love seltzer water and like they've done a really good job of making it where You don't even taste the alcohol. So like, right. like I've made the mistake of like cracking those open in the morning before with like a breakfast and been like, like, <laughs> like, Oh I you shouldn't be drinking right now. Um, oh, but they just taste like the juice. Um, I, like I really see. Well. I'd much
2: rather drink. I I've had like the, the white claws and everything. I, I shunned white claws forever. Again, I wasn't drinking for the longest time, but I shunned it just because it became like a hipster wrestling thing. I blame Joey Janella for this, mm of he was like just drinking white claws and all the time that's all you'd hear about on these indie shows with these white claws like i'm not drinking this stuff and then i did I was like yeah it just tastes like alcoholic juice which a lot better than beer
3: yeah that's fair no i actually I, I like it better than beer as well but i i definitely i mean if you see me at a wrestling show like an indie show or something i'm just like hanging out a lot of the time i'm sitting there just drinking a beer or something you know i i i enjoy beer but i'm also like not I don't drink nearly like I used to, you know, this is a very occasional thing for me nowadays. Um, But, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I like alcohol. That's I'm also 34. You all have to understand too. Like, it isn't like this, uh, this isn't me like under, like, like uh, promoting anything, uh, you know, like, I'm not telling people underage to be drinking. I'm not telling people to drink and drive. I'm not trying to give anyone any like bad life
2: advice, but as somebody
3: in in my thirties, you know, I like to kick back and, and drink some beer every now and then. So
2: drink responsibly, everybody. If you're going to drink one, drink something that's actually good Two, drink responsibly. Definitely do not drink and drive. Definitely do not go out and act a fool and get drunk and, you know, in public and all of this stuff, drink responsibly. Uh, I guess we got to throw that the, the disclaimer. Sure, there. and hey, everybody and, knows
3: that. And if you want to drink non-alcoholic beer, like, and if you want to sponsor us, I we will definitely. <laughs> I'll sit here and I'll drink. I'll drink that non-alcoholic beer on on camera every Thursday uh, at nine thirty in the morning. If uh, if if you want to get involved, so um, so yeah, I don't want to sit here and try to shill sponsorship, but like now that we just thought, I just kind of thought of it, like if there is anyone interested, like they, man, I'll I'll do the.
2: I'll do the like the the cat in the hat they just do like the the Mike Myers film uh, they just have like the the sponsorship in there. a lot of TV shows do that they work in their their sponsorship. I was watching 30 rock and Liz Lemon was putting over I don't remember what it uh, Verizon. I like get the new Verizon wireless phone uh, you know you get all these lots of data and stuff and then she just looks at the cameras like, can we have our money now <laughs> so, you know you want to sponsor us go for it We'll we'll shell anything you want us to shill. just pay us absolutely. Right, um, and like, dole, says,
3: oh, go ahead. sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and dole, dole, dole whips in Mickey bars Um, says we're just don't drink 39 years. Never doesn't feel like you missed out on anything. That's totally fine as well. I'm not, if you don't, if, if I'm, I'm not saying that like, to be cool, you have to drink or if you don't want to drink, don't drink. Like I, 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 have plenty of sober friends as well. Like I'm not yeah. judging anybody who doesn't drink alcohol. Like that's totally fine. I think it's probably a, a better life choice to be honest than drinking. So
2: good for uh, you main says, says he was at the show last night and he, he bought a title belt as well that was our beer portion Ooh. of the show okay. uh, there you <laughs> go why no why we got off on that that's my fault uh speaking of blood and guts your spotlight for this week is claudio Castagnoli coming to aew i think when brian danielson announced last week like it got a big surprise he's gonna fit blackpool combat club it makes sense and everything um i think everyone kind of thought it was gonna be claudio 'Cause that was the person who made the most sense with everything. And it was Claudio. I had no no issue with that. He had a very good match with Zach Saber Jr. And then yeah, he competed in blood and guts last night, taking Danielson's uh spot. Claudio Castagnoli is all elite. Steven Jensen, your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I think it was. Uh, and here's the thing. We talked we talk about this often as well. Sometimes the obvious thing is just the right thing to do. Like just swerving people for the sake of swerving people, like it would have been really lame if the plan was Claudio, and then because everyone assumed it was Claudio, they just like went with someone else. Because then that's a lose lose sit- situation too. Because then the fans are going to be like, "Oh man, I was hoping it's going to be Claudio," you know? Like there's and and they they just went through with the thing that made the most sense. Like he makes perfect sense for the Blackpool Combat Club as a, as a member of that group. Moxley was saying it after in the post fight uh, press conference how he's basically been a member of the group the whole time. Like he's just now just showing up on AEW TV, but they've traveled together. He's he's boys with, you know, they're friends with uh, was every, Regal's all last guys. match.
2: He was Regal's last match as well. So
3: true. True. Ah, yeah. 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 Really? Yep. Good call. So, <clears throat> so yeah, they're all, they all have the links to Regal. Um, he was even Claudio was even putting over Utah a little bit. Like, I don't know how much he's wrestled with Utah, but it sounds like they, they're definitely familiar with one another and stuff. So like, it's a, uh, yeah, Claudio is just, he's a perfect member for that group. Bring something a little different to the table. He wrestles a little bit different style than other guys do, but they, but the kind of the heart of what he does is of the same spirit, I guess, of like what Danielson, Utah Mox, those, those guys are doing um, under Regal, especially. So, um, so yeah it was great to see i, I thought his match with Zach saber jr was really good um i love Zack saber jr's wrestling style I, I love how different he is um i love variety in wrestling and in the way that that zsj wrestles is just it's just something different which i and he he pulls it off really really well in my opinion um so I thought that uh, zsj versus Claudio was a really good matchup and then for him to just jump right into blood and guts um even my brother who i you know i talk about every now and then on these shows i might have i might have brought this up during the romeo interview as well but um my brother doesn't really watch wrestling except for when he's around me um but because he's around me so often he's like he knows more about way more about wrestling than like an average person but he never like watches it himself when he found out through like instagram clips that um that claudio had joined aew he was marking out because like forever he's been like Cesaro was his guy in WWE he was always like how's this guy my brother's like the, a really good gauge for like the casual audience of like like why isn't this guy the champion like look at him and like the way that he wrestles and like like my brother's been on the Cesaro bandwagon for like 10 years and always was frustrated that you know he'd even get excited when he get like a, a title match against like Roman Reigns or something he'd come over and he'd watch it with me and be like all right this is Cesaro's time like they're gonna finally go all the way with him and like um, and then immediately he shows up in AEW and he's immediately main event level guy. And th- my brother was actually over last night. He watched blood and guts with me. Um, So it's really cool to see like Cesaro in, in a new, uh in a new environment and he's going to fit in great in AEW. And I think it's, I think he's going to be like world title level challenger main event level guy, like immediately. And, uh, it was even kind of wild seeing him and Jack Swagger going back and forth at blood and guts. Cause like I remember the whole We the People group with him and uh them and Dutchman. Yeah, was a Allen We the cup. People
2: Yeah, there was a We the People chant as they were yeah, last year. Yeah.
3: Time. And it's just funny because you think about that in the WWE, those guys in the position that they were were in. They got some. Yeah, they pushed a little the wrong bit of, guy. Right. Well, right. Swagger got the push towards the world title and then uh didn't he get caught with like weed or something, and then like they didn't have him beat Del Rio at WrestleMania because of it something like that. It was like it was like the world title match at WrestleMania that one year, I believe. Um, and then Cesaro, like, just wound up going to Heyman instead after a minute. And so they never really worked, but it was more of like a lower mid card.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding. Or a belt slipping, so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click dot or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
3: Type gimmick, and then it's like you see these guys in you know, the main event and in blood and guts. Basically, for all intents and purposes, they're doing war games matches and main events now, which is a uh, which is pretty cool. I mean, like. Good good for them. And I and I think that they're we're gonna see like the real value of, of Claudio Castagnoli like really shine in AEW. I think he's gonna be booked really well, he's gonna be used well, he's gonna have banger matches. And if he stays over with the crowd or even gets more over than he already is, like he's a guy who could potentially be a world champion for them some someday. So this is this is best case scenario for for Claudio. Like he got out of the WWE system. Uh he was there he was there long enough. He was he was smart in my opinion. Like he didn't, he wasn't one of those guys who like signed another three or five year deal, like expecting things to be different and then getting frustrated when nothing changes over, over that time. Like he got out and I, uh, I mean, look at the way that TK hugged him. You know what I mean? Like, I think Tony Khan's pretty oh, We're not He's talking there. about
2: this hug. Think, okay.
3: No, Hey, listen, he does it to everybody. He does it to everyone. Like it isn't just Claudio, but like, I my I, I, I want your thoughts on that. But, but my, my point is like, Clearly Tony Khan is a is a big fan and he's the decision maker there. And like I think this is the best possible place for Claudio to be.
2: Yes, I agree. I'm not talking about this hug. He hugs everybody. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon hug. I, people like to hug. All right, when I see Steven Jensen, I'm going to hug him. The camera's going to pan out like it's a, the best friend's uh hug going on there as well. Uh, people like to hug. I don't see the big deal about it. I blame Booker T. Booker T just has to say things, and then other websites like to aggregate it, and it becomes a thing when it doesn't need to become a thing, okay? True. Um, I, I think Claudio is great in AEW, AEW. The role he's in in Black Bull Combat Club is a perfect role for him. I don't know if he's going to win the world title ever. Uh, I don't know if he's just on that level. And that's not knocking against him. It's really just their talent level is so high that I'm not sure I see Claudio like, winning that title. The good news is they've got a million other titles that he could win. I could easily see him as a TNT champion. I could easily see him as the All-Atlantic champion. Once they get the trios titles, I can easily see him with Yuda and Danielson as trios champions. I could even see him and Yuda as tag team champions because Claudio is one of the best tag team wrestlers of all time. Yeah. And you look at his history with, with, with swagger Tyson kid uh, with Sheamus, the, the, the short lived thing with, with Nakamura and everything. Like he is I mean, teamed for, for, a team with a variety yeah Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah yes Chris Hero is probably the best example that I'd forgotten about because it was indie runs but yeah King Kings of wrestling ruled. Um yeah he's one of the best tag team wrestlers ever. The variety of people he's teamed with is you know just he's teamed with a bunch of different styles a bunch of different people. He can work any style. His hot tag everyone always points back to the the famous hot tag where he just runs wild. Now John Silver does it in every single match. Mm-hmm. Uh he he's amazing. So I could easily see him teaming with Wheeler Yuta, and then being in the tag team division to give Yuta a little bit more of a shine there as well. There's also the possibility he does ROH stuff. Tony Khan even mentioned that uh, he was thinking about bringing Cesaro in for ROH Death Before Dishonor, and then you know Danielson got hurt. It's like, well, okay, here's the perfect spot for Claudio right here. So it's possible he goes into, into ROH as well. Plenty of roles for Claudio in the AEW ROH universe. I, I don't see him as a, a world champion, but I do see him winning one of the 300 other other titles they have under, under their little umbrella and banner. I do want to talk a little bit about blood and guts. I'm probably going to, I don't know. I don't think I'm as high on this match as everybody else is. And I thought the match was great. I thought it was better than last year's match. Here are my complaints with it. I wanted a little bit more out of the Claudio and Eddie Kingston stuff. You know, they're yelling at each other as forbidden door, goes off the air we know their history online and claude and eddie's burying him in a bunch of different interviews and everything like and then they just see each other outside it's like hey fist bump and then during the match they're working together and stuff i know the finish played into it of eddie wasn't happy that claudio got the submission because he was trying to inflict pain on jericho he wanted that moment when it came to jericho and everything but then they still shake hands and embrace and whatnot i'm sure they'll tell a story between those two I just wanted more of that. Like, I don't really trust you in the match. Cause they hinted about it. They talked about it on commentary. We didn't really see it play out in the actual match. I would have liked a little bit more when it came there between Eddie and Claudio to really put some heat on that kind of stuff. Cause this is something Eddie with you know, when Claudio left WWE Eddie, the first thing he did was just like, he didn't have the balls to come here. That's what he tweeted. He's like, he just doesn't have the balls. Like, There was something there, and they could have used this match as a storytelling device between those two, and they really didn't, and that disappointed me. Maybe that was my own expectations just letting me down, and if so, that's on me. Cameras missed a lot of things. I understand it's hard to shoot this stuff, but they just missed so much in this match, and it got a little irritating uh, to me and i understand the picture-in-picture stuff like that that's just gonna happen but even when it wasn't picture-in-picture they would just miss up the spot where i think eddie may have gotten hurt they ripped up the mat they did the suplex it um it wasn't it wasn't there like they They just missed it i don't wanted to be hit in the head with it i just wanted it during the match that's all it was. I don't feel like I'm asking too much for that. I don't need to be hit over the head with it. I would have liked Eddie giving him more like sideways looks and things, or them not interacting at all. The fist bump before the match, I didn't need that. Take that out. Just be like, hey, I don't trust you. Like, We don't need to work together. I, I thought they just did too much of, hey, we're cool. We There was no story between them during the match. I just wanted more. I actually wanted to be more subtle. I didn't think they were subtle enough with it. I thought it was just, we're friends now. Uh, yeah, maybe it was a me thing. I don't know. Um, if it was, sorry. That's how I feel about it. Uh, yeah, the, the, camera work, it wasn't, it wasn't good last night during this match. Otherwise I really enjoyed it. Uh, I loved it Ed, when Eddie came in with the kendo stick, just whacking guys away to get to Jericho. I love that. I love Eddie and Jericho at the the top of it. I did like the finish with, with Eddie being mad at Claudio for kind of, kind of taking that again. I thought they could have done more with those two and how they didn't get along. Throughout, now I understand Eddie was hurt at the end, and so that's why maybe they had to embrace, and Claudio had to help him up uh, afterwards. Um, but I thought they 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 could have almost left that part out as well. Of Eddie was still mad about things, but if he was hurt, and Claudio is the strongest guy out there, I get it. A lot of blood, skewers, glass, all this stuff they did a lot in this match. I it certainly hit the concept of blood and guts. It doesn't look like things are over between Eddie and Jericho. what do you think of blood and guts?
3: So I thought it was a good match. It was good storytelling. Um, a lot of blood. You definitely write about that, but that's kind of to be expected with it being called blood and guts. It, you know, but like, there was some stuff like the skewers I thought was interesting because they didn't really show the visual of like, like the yeah. normal you'd see. It. And I wonder if that was a TNT thing, if they were like, you can use the skewers, but like, we don't want to see them hanging out of anybody's head, which is like understandable, even though they, I mean, they really, really went all the way with, with uh the Nick Gage and Chris Jericho deathmatch match. They didn't do skewers in that match, but like TNT, well, I guess it's TBS or what's well, called Turner. Um They, um. They they've been pretty lenient with like the stuff they've, they've let them do on TV, which has been pretty wild. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of blood. Uh, Jeff Jeff Parker, that's his name now, right? They they changed those guys' names. Matt
2: Bernard and Angelo Parker.
3: Angelo Parker, I'm sorry, Angelo yeah. Parker. It was Jeff Parker, right? But then they changed it because Jeff Hardy. I think so. I think, I think. Yeah, so. Angelo Parker. He um he he was really bleeding bad. Like he, both he the
2: was, 2.0 guys were he, just a mess, an absolute mess
3: yeah yeah uh, yeah magic matt was yeah also he's he's the one who took this skewers actually was mad um but uh but angelo was yeah he he was really bad um like as far as like bleeding um you know i've said this before on other platforms and maybe even here before and you know i i've always had a slight issue with the format of war games which you know basically the same format of blood and guts which the there i really think there should be an elimination aspect to the match like in some way shape or form like whether it's you'd have to balance it somehow where like you couldn't get situations where it's like three on one or four on one and stuff because some one of the teams is going to have an advantage so it's going to be easier to eliminate some people with like that advantage or even if it's elimination match once everyone's in the match though because the only issue i have with with a match like war games or blood and guts is like it feels like in an hour-long match they're just like kind of killing a lot of time until everyone's in the match. And then it feels like the match really starts. And I get, that's like the idea of it. Like, I don't, I, I understand logically, like you're doing this to really beat the hell out of your opponents. Like they're, they're trapped. If you're going, everyone's going to beat each other up badly. And then like the match is going to start and it's going to get even crazier once everyone's in there. But like, you're in there to inflict pain and like, in the, it, it's like, blood and guts is like the final stop. Like you've done everything else, you know, other match types, it all culminates in blood and guts. And I get that. And, I, but I think it'd be kind of cool, even if it was like elimination match. Like once everyone was in there, cause it, it just seems a little anti anticlimactic to me. Where like, you have like this, a long match. Everyone's just beat to hell. And then like one person taps out and the whole match is over. Like, I feel like everyone should have to get eliminated from one of the teams or something or like, I don't know. I just feel like there's something, just a little something missing in like the, the logic of a match like this. Um, that said, I mean, I thought the match was great. Like, I, you know, I, I really don't have complaints. You know, I, I thought that everyone went out there and killed it. They all worked super hard. Um, and they, they did justice to the concept of blood and guts. Like when you're going to call something blood and guts, you're, you're expecting blood. You're expecting crazy violence. Guts. You're you're not expecting guts. Not enough guts. guts. Um, but yeah, just one of those things where like, you know, at the end of the match, I I think it's cooler if like, you know, Cesaro or Claudio, you know, get, get the tap out and Kingston gets a tap, out, both of them get eliminated. So then it's like, okay, now it's like five on three and it's like, okay, it's clear at this point, like, uh, combat club's going to win, but like, they're going to one by one, just decimate everyone on the other team and get like a definitive, like we beat you guys. Versus like, okay, one of our guys tapped out, everyone lost. Like, I just feel like it's a different, it just hits a little different if there's like elimination aspect, I think. But
2: there, there's certainly there's certainly a storytelling aspect that you can do with an elimination style match in, in Blood and Guts. People are saying like elimination chamber. Elimination chamber would be different in that it's individuals. This is teams. You'd have pinfall submissions and stuff being broken up because there's the team storytelling uh, device that you would use in in something like blood and guts or war games whatever you want to call it when it comes to elimination if if it was booked as an elimination match as opposed to hey one guy does one thing and everybody loses one guy gets penned or one guy submits and everybody loses type of thing so there's certainly a storytelling uh, device that you could use if it was elimination um you know it maybe they go that route at, at some point I don't know I I I don't think it would have worked. It's tough to do that because you want to protect people. And I think that's the biggest reason they don't, because like they right. probably didn't want like Jericho. The the story here is like Jerick Kingston did not get his moment on Jericho. Right. And that's why right. it's going to continue. And, you know, if Kingston pins Jericho or if it's a four on one and that's how they beat Jericho, you, you have to tell the story a different way with things right. and what is satisfying to the story so I think it is something that they could do obviously I don't know if they will ever do it um I did like you know they they climbed. you mentioned a lot of sort of like laying around and building towards the final moment that is something that just happens in these matches when they get to the top of the cage you got Jericho Jericho's up there Eddie's up there you knew something was gonna happen somebody was gonna fall because Jericho is an idiot. And Eddie Kingston is insane. And then you get the, the most idiotic, insane person of them all, Sammy Guevara, climbing up there. It's like, yeah, one of these guys is going to fall down. It turned out to be Sammy. Then Claudio comes up there, starts swinging Jericho. That was the most dangerous spot of the match. For me, I was like, oh, boy, this could hit very badly if, uh, if if something happens here. I was way more concerned about this than the tax, the glass, the, the rubbing alcohol, and all of this stuff. I was way more concerned about the swing at the top of the cage. Uh, but Sammy ends up taking the fall there. But when they were at the top of the cage, everybody else was just like, okay, cool, lay around, nothing, nothing's happening. And this is what happened last year when MJF and Jericho got to the top of the cage. It's like, this is what you need to pay attention to in the ring, everybody's just down selling. And I get it, it was a brutal, violent match. They should be selling. Um, but sometimes I can understand if people are like, Hey, there's nothing else going on. Like, are they just all dead? And yes, the answer is they are all dead. And that is why the people at the top of the cage matter right now. And even then there was some like stalling at the top of the cage. I do think there were some timing issues uh, with, with this, with the match. Um, you could hear much like last year's blood and guts when you could hear like MJF and Jericho talking to each other. You could hear Kingston and Jericho talking to each other at, at uh, when they were on top, like kind of communicating what needed to happen. And stuff i don't know if it's because like it's might just better up there and so that stuff just comes through but this is the second straight year where at the top of the cage you can just kind of hear guys communicating plans and stuff so hopefully they clean that up next year and so it's not as obvious for you know stupid people like me who just hear and listen to that stuff and i i get it sometimes will take people out of the moment and it took me a little bit out of the moment as well until sammy fell i was like okay i'm back in it yeah
3: yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Sammy was just like fiending for a, a, a move or a moment like that too. Like, you, you he's just willing to out. fall
2: off high stuff. Exactly. He's just willing to fall, fall off high stuff. That's exactly.
3: It. So yeah, good, good, great main event. Um, great show from start to finish. Um, yeah. great to see Orange Cassidy. Uh, finally got jane as his music for people who might not understand like because like I, I know people like to fight on twitter especially over like theme music changes and stuff which is funny to me um just so y'all know like in case you didn't orange cassidy's character is like based off of paul rudd's character from what Hot american summer and jane is the theme song of that movie and orange cassidy used to use that theme song on the indies so like Tony's been working on getting this music for years and it's really cool that they finally got it for him. Like yeah, that, he that's buried
2: a really buried Sean Ross Sapp yeah, at the, the press conference for leaking and spoiling and not giving fans the big surprise. This scoopster Sean Ross Sapp <laughs> ruining all these moments and surprises and big pops for the fans. Yeah. Damn you, Sean Ross Sapp. Damn
3: you. It's funny that like he got mad about that, but it's like Sean's broken much bigger news than that. But, um, but yeah, Sean
2: sold out the United center. All right. Yeah. The the, the, the CM Punk thing. When he did that, he sold that out. The United center. That wasn't CM Punk. It wasn't mad at Sean so much. He was mad about like people just leaking the information at all. So, right. You know, sloppy shop in AEW talking to all the reporters (laughs) out there.
3: Well, and I I saw uh TK uh respond to Sean's tweet about it too last night. And he was like, well, all right, well, it worked out, you know, like like things worked out all right. Um, but uh, but yeah, and also just I know we touched on it really briefly, but shout out to Orange Cassidy. Like I I, I think that his his match with Osprey was the best match of Forbidden Door, one of the best matches of the year. Um if people out there have a problem with Orange Cassidy, like if you're not a fan of the gimmick or whatever, like I understand to a degree, but like that guy can really, really go. And I think he's still not getting the credit he deserves. And when you have matches like that against Osprey, and then I thought his match with, uh with Ethan Page was good last night too. I, but I feel bad for Ethan. Like he's losing a scoop slams. You're not giving him an action figure. He's like background to Scorpio sky and Dan Lambert, like kind of a tough spot for Ethan to be in. I, I, he's a guy who I feel like yeah, kind of deserves more as well. But, um, but yeah, shout out to orange Cassidy too. I wanted to throw that out there on the show. And shout out to the guy outside. Hopefully y'all don't hear that, but they're doing some sort of like pressure washing or, or landscaping <laughs> like giving, outside my building.
2: I like think you're giving shout out shout out to, shout the, out, landscaping shout out to the landscaping guy. Shout, out, shout out to the landscaping guy who's outside my building. Pressure window. washer guy. Yeah. Seen, uh, want... Ralphie. You ever seen Ralphie May, his stand-up? He, he was on the uh, last he is. comic yeah. standing. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he's passed away, unfortunately. RIP Ralphie May. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he has this bit. He's like, shout-out to the Fry Guy going through the drive through Fry Guy. I guess he must have <laughs> nice. fries. Just giving shout-outs <laughs> to everybody through the drive
3: <laughs> so,
2: like Love um, it. Uh, we're going to tie in. Uh, we're going to go to other spotlight because both of our yeah. others kind of tie into to the AEW stuff. And you mentioned Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay at the end of this match. That's where Shibata comes out and he's ready to kick the shit out of Will Ospreay. And I can't wait for this match because, one, I think Shibata owns, and to see him back in the ring when it definitely seemed like he was never going to wrestle again uh, was is just great to see. Uh, he did the, the exhibition match against Zack Sabre Jr. And then he did the other match where he was supposed to be more of exhibition. He's like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm actually going to do a real match. If he is willing to go in there against Will Ospreay, mm-hmm. and typically, I'm sure there's a New New Japan's call. Um If he was willing to go in there against Will Ospreay, Will Ospreay ain't a guy that's just going to, you know, he does his shit. He can wrestle a little the technical style and stuff, but he's going to go in there. He's going to try to, th- that hidden blade move, that's a move that he hits Shibata with that. There's gonna be a lot of people like, yeah. oh no, oh no, yeah. what what is happening here? Um, so if that's the match that they're setting up, and it certainly seems like they're trying to set up something there. Bless Shibata, he seems like he's all the way back if if he's gonna if he's gonna do this Will Osprey match. But I popped big for Shibata. That was like my second favorite moment, just like moment, moment of the night. My first was actually. Sting no selling the super kicks for Hell the young yeah. bucks Hell that yeah. ruled so much. Bless Sting. The You're man like, starts lean the match in the like- <laughs> yeah, Just fires up afterwards. <laughs> Fucking Sting is the best. Starts the match by doing uh the, the dive off the entrance ramp because sure, why not? He's sting and then yeah, no sells the, the super kicks, team with shingo and Darby Allen. That that was great. But Shibata, him coming out and now setting up Will Ospreay if that's the match they're gonna do shibata it seems like he's back back because that's uh that ain't an easy night of the office going up against will osprey yeah no I, I agree with everything you're saying like i i'm a huge
3: shibata fan um over the last handful of years especially he's been like one of the biggest what ifs for me in wrestling like he's had a long career but like he was really getting to that point of being like world title level guy in 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 new japan when he got his injury that's that's kept him out all this time and we've seen little little glimpses of his return recently but like i mean once his once like that like little uh like when his music starts it has like that like little like melody at the beginning and it's like that's a i've marked out huge i was like no way like i thought shibata was just gonna like show up on the stage or something and just get a like a big reaction and then he came out, like you said, like it looks pretty clear that they're setting up Shibata versus Osprey, which is legitimate dream match. Like that's going to be incredible. And Osprey in the ring is, I, there's a real case to be made for him being the best in-ring worker in the world right now, in my opinion. Like he's way up there. He's at least in the conversation
2: with guys like Kenny Omega and stuff. Like, I mean, he's way oh, up don't there. Like, don't let Kenny hear you say that. Shibata's yeah, going to teach heard- this man. Shabbat is going to teach this man, Will Ospreay, how to work a match and tell a story mm-hmm. and not just do moves that no one remembers. That's what Shabbat is going to do. Teach this man the the storytelling, the art of professional wrestling, not spamming a bunch of flips.
3: They they have to be planting seeds for Ospreay versus Omega based on that interview with Bashan. Like there's no, I, I, I think there's a lot of truth in what Omega was saying, but like, I don't know why he went, unless he just like, just kind of, kept digging a hole and like he didn't realize it at the time and he just got oh, he worse he worse. but but it's he one of those what he's doing exactly like and uh anyway that but yeah osprey i think osprey is just on a just a whole other level right now than like most people um and yeah shibata is one of my favorites ever in the history of new japan like i i i can't wait for that that's going to be amazing and and that's a good point too about the hidden blade like the the reaction of, of him hitting shibata with that is going to like It'll, it'll get some gasps out of the crowd, which just um,
2: going for it, the tease yeah. of it, even if he doesn't hit it, because like I'm not sure I'm take I'm taking that move in a fully healthy state. Uh, so, but just like the setup for it is going to get a bunch of gasp and reactions. So, yeah, I-, I look forward to that match. Assuming they set it up, uh, Dolop says I was kind of kind of shocked. That people were so surprised by Spada, Doesn't he run the LA Dojo? Yeah, and there was actually a post. Um, beforehand where like he put i don't remember who posted it but some one of the new japan guys like posted oh yeah shibata's here in in chicago tonight so i think people were kind of expecting that he would play some role i personally was not expecting that it was going to be like to confront will osprey i thought it might just be i don't know what i was expecting i thought it might just be like a little appearance or something but i didn't think it was going to be hey Let me confront Will Ospreay because Yano was reportedly in Chicago as well. And he didn't appear, which I think is a huge missed opportunity because Yano is the biggest star that they have. Mm. Um, I needed Yano and Orange Cassidy just do it like a backstage interaction. Something needed. It didn't happen. So that was disappointing. But yeah, I didn't expect him to come out and confront Will Ospreay to essentially set that up. But it wasn't the biggest surprise that he was there after learning that he was in Chicago.
3: Well, then Orange Cassidy like put his shades on him and stuff and did, the, yes. you know, like this little pose with him, which, you know, that's that was all good stuff. So, yeah, great to have Shibata back. I'm really looking forward to Shibata versus Ospreay. Um And hopefully that opens the door to like Shibata versus Danielson and stuff, too. Like we, we hopefully we get some big great. dream matches soon. So, um, so, yeah, great stuff. Um, shout out Orange Cassidy once again, killing it shout out shibata coming back shout out osprey killing it in the ring i mean just great great stuff i love i love that you just give shout outs to people shout out shout out y'all happen to watch this then you know shout shout out to everybody <laughs> here
2: um your your other spotlight this week also ties into forbidden door and ftr winning the iwgp tag team titles they defeated United Empire duo of Jeff Cobb and Grey Ocon and rapongi Vice in a winner take all match. The ROH tag team titles are also on the line. Yeah, FTR, they got the IWGP tag team titles now. I assume that means they'll be headed to Japan at some point to to work a work a run. I don't know if they're going to be in World Tag League. I think they probably want to do it because that could really solidify their status as uh yeah, shout out to everyone grinding <laughs> legally and illegally. Um yeah, they, that could really solidify their status as, as the best tag team. I think they, I mean, I know they think they're already there. I think a lot of people think they're already there. But FTR, IWGP tag team titles, I will say this, I thought it was a travesty. I thought Great O'Connor should hold all the titles <laughs> in the world. I need more Great O'Con. I need all the Great O'Con in the world. Uh, Him in Vegas was the best thing I've ever seen. Him going back to Japan and just hanging out with porn stars and being like FTR stole my titles. This man is a television superstar and I need more of him in my life, not less. So I was disappointed that FTR won.
3: (laughs) So I, I, echo your sentiments about great Ocon. and i thought he came off like a real star in that tag team match too for a guy who hasn't had a lot of exposure to the u.s audience like he's he rules yeah he really does he's got a great look he's a little goofy but like good in the ring like i i, I like I, I like what he brings to the table a lot um FGR winning the iwgp tag team championships is awesome like good for them and also I thought it was interesting in the post fight press conference when FTR was talking about how they're really on kind of the tail end of their career and like that we all really need to do that, that them as a team and the fans watching really need to like um like really need to appreciate what we're seeing right now because they're kind of viewing this as like some of their last big runs and and the young bucks are in the same boat as well. Like, um, in the young box in the FTR, I think that's really where this is heading like a big winner take all with like all the titles on the line, determine who the best tag team in the world is. Um, but yeah, FTR, I mean, it's just awesome to see and, and Dax's injury, like really got everybody I think like you know. uh because clearly it was planned or at least it, ha- it, it was planned right i don't know if that's been confirmed see, but.
2: he said that you know it was a separated shoulder and he just got it popped back in and everything but then of course they wrestled last night on right. dynamite i do think it was an injury spot i you know dax watched a, a bret hart match earlier and where uh you know bretton oh, or the the canadian stampede i think is what a lot of people were referencing uh yeah he you know he watched one of those matches like oh this will be something cool to do
3: yeah, and it worked out really well though, because like the whole internet was like trying to figure out, well, you know, if Dax was all right, and like how the, how Cash was gonna get out of that match winning, because everyone assumed that FTR was gonna win the win the match and everything. So I thought, you know, it added a different element to it. The match was great. I thought it was smart that they pinned uh, Rocky Romero because it, you know, Ocon and Cobb didn't take the pin, and it still got the titles on FTR um i know rocky romero had a huge 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 hand in putting this whole show together so he definitely deserves a lot of credit um and then yeah he put over ftr in the match um yeah great stuff i mean very very happy for for ftr getting this this championship belt and just adding to their collection and um you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do because like I said I, I think all signs are pointing towards a big FTR and young bucks unification now and the time is right I think like that that's in my opinion the two best tag teams in the world and for my money I'm still going young bucks like as my favorite I but but you know once again if you're more of an FTR guy or girl or non-binary you know, whatever like if you're an FTR fan I I understand it know what i mean like i'm never gonna argue that ftr isn't the best tag team in the world i just prefer the young bucks personally and i can't wait to see that match again um so yeah huge win for ftr just just draped in gold and it's really cool that i mean i'm sure that was a big bucket list goal for them to win those title belts at some point in their career and they got it done so very very cool
2: i am very interested to see what ftr does with the iwgp tag team titles and i hope they do go to Japan and defend them. And I hope it's not like, hey, we're just gonna be on New Japan strong, or I hope it's not just New Japan people keep coming to, to AEW, which is fine. I don't have an issue with that, but I would like to see FTR go to Japan and see yeah. how that crowd reacts to them. Now that they're they're upping the volume a little bit with the crowd. I, I And I think they wanna work a New Japan show and work in front of the, the New Japan audience as well. So I look forward to whatever FTR is doing. They're, they're great. They're not as good in my opinion as the uh young bucks I think I think the young bucks are better I think the great Ocon is better Tony Khan <laughs> Nick Khan only one con is great and his name is O oh that is the there best Con. all right shout out crowd volume <laughs> shout out to shout out FTR seven star yeah. FTR they watched Wrestlemania 30 when Danielson got taken off the stretcher and then came back they like let's let, let's replicate that spot uh in this match that's how i gotta
3: do it shout out uh shout out will washington who uh was at the post-fight presser yeah and fgr made sure to let him know that they are in fact the best time team in the world because i think you said like one <laughs> of them and they were like hold on hold yeah. on hold on!" like he's like come on
2: we're right in front of you you can't say yeah. we're the best right now yeah uh and they they shouted out you? they shouted out Grahapsody themselves they did they did cool, yes so. uh will washington uh not only city, noon eastern here on youtube.com slash fightful but day after dynamite on fightful overbooked that'll be today at some point Will just kind of does the show when he wants to now. And I don't know, it used to be four o'clock, but ever since we moved our time to to the morning, Will's just like, ah, I have the whole afternoon free. So I will do, I will do the show whenever I want. I don't care when Will does the show. He's, he's got free reign to do what he wants on overbooked, but yes, people can go to fightfuloverbook.com day after dynamite with Will Washington, and he has a special guest reviewer every single week, and then for about three minutes every week, I make a cameo appearance, and I will do that again this week and talk a little bit of hockey with Will as well. So shout-out Will Washington. Shout-out Denise Salcedo, who has an interview with Rocky Romero dropping at noon Eastern today, so everyone can head over to her channel and and watch that with uh, Denise and Rocky Romero. Um, shout-out to WWE Money in the Bank that's on Saturday this week, Stephen Jensen. The yep. men's Money in the Bank match. Uh, this is my spotlight. We have Seth Rollins, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, almost Sami Zayn, Riddle in the match, and maybe one more competitor to be added. We shall see. Um, who do you who do you favor winning the men's Money in the Bank match, Jensen?
3: Okay, so real quick, we were talking about the shout outs to Denise and stuff. Uh, Me and Denise usually do the Impact post shows. There will not be an Impact post show for Against All Odds tomorrow, just so you all know. Um, Denise is going to be in Vegas, and there's also the SmackDown and Rampage post show. So it just didn't make sense to do that. But there is Impact this weekend, everybody. If they're doing a Friday show, it's in Atlanta. I probably won't go, but it's in because I have to work my shoe job. But it's in Atlanta. Um, and then there's tapings again on Saturday. So shout out to Impact Wrestling. We'll give you a bunch of shout outs today. They, they got a show this weekend. Um, Money in the Bank on Saturday. They're running up against uh, UFC 276. I'll be dual screening, um, but you know I'll be paying probably a lot more attention to the UFC, if I'm being honest, depending on what's going on. But that said, um, Money in the Bank ladder match. I feel like it's either going to be Seth Rollins or Riddle. I'm assuming that TBD will probably be like Kevin Owens or someone like that. I really don't know. I don't know how deep yeah Owens, like the whole Elias thing.
2: Owens was supposed to face Elias on Monday in a Money in the Bank qualifying match, and then he didn't. Owens wasn't in, in Texas, according to him. He just didn't feel like going to Texas, which, fair. Um, so maybe they do something on SmackDown to give uh, to give Owens or somebody else that, that extra spot. But we we shall see on that. We don't know just yet.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so I'm assuming I'm I I mean Rollins probably makes the most sense. They've got big injuries at the top of their card. Roman's not always there, Cody's hurt, like Charlotte's hurt. Like there's they're in a spot where like Rollins really probably makes the most sense. And Rollins loses so I mean, because I only watched the pay-per-views this year, so I've only seen Rollins lose. Like every time I've watched him wrestle for like months now, it's like he just always loses. And if they want to keep him in that like main event level type spot like he needs a big win and i could see them doing money in the bank to have him have something big and he, he did a great job with the money in the bank years ago leading to him winning the world title at wrestlemania 31 and everything i personally i think riddle would probably be the most interesting because like he really showed out in that match against roman recently i thought that was great and you can tell there's probably something they want to do with him with orton being injured but i think probably the and, and i mean the coolest thing would be if Omos won by not climbing the ladder. Like he's so tall.
2: He just like grabs it. Um, get a little but, step ladder. Just, yeah. <laughs> just one rung up. Just, just get on the step ladder and reach up. All right. It's mine now. I think, I think that'd great, be kind of interesting.
3: Yeah. Um. I, he's going to be a fish out of water in a match like this. It's going to be interesting to see,
2: but, um. but I, yeah, I'm going to go Rollins. What about you? I think Rollins wins it. I think it's the best story they can tell of Rollins having that briefcase and like taunting Roman, with it. I, I know Joel Pearl is a big fan of Rollins cashing in at SummerSlam and recreating that the, the WrestleMania moment for WrestleMania thirty one. The the problem with that is it's a last man standing match. So I don't know how they quite pull that off unless they just look at WWE it could be a last man standing match and Rollins can pin a guy and then sure they, they he All wins right. the title. They can do it a, a variety of different ways. Um wins by DQ or I, last man standing. Yes, they'll, they'll fucking do that. They 100% <laughs> will. Um, but yeah, I think Rollins makes the most sense from a storytelling aspect. Drew, like, he's going to get his shot at the, the UK show in September. He doesn't really need money in the bank to get that. It could be he wins it and he's just like, I'm cashing in UK, September, call calling my shot right now. Sheamus, eh. Omos, I, it could be fine with, with Omos. I, I think MVP having that briefcase and holding that, uh, cutting promos with like, look at my man Omos, like who's stopping this guy? He's going to cash this in, win the title and never lose again. think that'd be great. Sami Zayn would be fantastic with it. Anything Sami Zayn does is awesome. Riddle, I'm, I'm not super high on as, as having the briefcase. And if it is Kevin Owens, kind of in the same boat as Sami Zayn, where whatever he does, it's going to be great and it'll make it uh they'll make it exceptional television but i think from a story perspective rollins does make the most sense here here's my actual prediction though cody rhodes is fucking coming back and winning this no thing. way I, he's gonna i swear i swear on everything they do whip says this I, I promise i did not see your comment uh before i said this don't he's coming back he, he was on raw and he's like you know, I, I might be there. He's kind of like hinting that he's gonna be there. He has this unfinished business for some reason. He, for some reason, with Seth Rollins, even though he's beaten him three times, he still has some. Cody's gonna come back, and he's just gonna win this thing. He doesn't need to wrestle. He can still have his arm in a sling and everything. Just gonna climb up there, get the briefcase. It'll be fine. He can just hold it. He can just hold the thing. Okay, he doesn't need. He's got a year to cash it in. He, there's no yeah. rush. There's absolutely yeah. no rush to cash it in. He can just have it. And he could do his little updates from his home, from his nightmare bar and everything. Just remind people that he's got this and he can call his shot. He, he, and then when he does come back, he's like, I'm cashed in WrestleMania, whatever it might be. Cody Rose is going to win this thing. OK, Seth, they're going to recreate the Brock Ali moment. Seth is going to be up there. <laughs> he's about to win it. Lights go down there's wrestling has more than one royal family adrenaline in my soul <laughs> something something start the show it's cody rhodes and seth is going to be frozen he's going to get the shock phase like like that and then here comes cody strolling down taking the money in the bank briefcase cody rhodes money and the bank winner everybody mark it down
3: i mean that's Obviously, my optimal situation, like that's preferable. <laughs> all all of that happening. The only fear I have for something like that is like I know Brock was a heel at the time, but people really, really didn't like the way that Brock came out. Like he wasn't even in the match, and then just walked out and they're just are gonna love though. it when
2: Cody does it. I hope so. Gonna love it.
3: Shout out adrenaline. Thank you, Grant. Shout out um, adrenaline. I think he had a super chat earlier too. He did. He, um, gave, he
2: gave a shout out. He gave a shout out to Lambs. Uh oh, okay. Lambs. i I've I may have found Lambs. All right. Stay tuned.
3: There you um, go. I may have so, him. I mean, I hope it's Cody and I hope he wins. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely I'm definitely good with that scenario. Absolutely. I mean, so of the people we know are going to be the match, i will go with Rollins. But like, if Cody's a part of this, then I, it goes without saying, my choice becomes Cody Rhodes.
2: So. <laughs> uh your wwe this week is john cena bringing AEW and wwe together with uh the the video message chris jericho paul white from the big show and daniel Bryan, now brian danielson have sent in videos on monday and hey everybody gets along forbidden door john cena my guy john got the got the wristband here the, the john cena wristband like Nice. John Cena bring in, bring in the wrestling world together as only John Cena can do.
3: Yes. I've got about a little under 10 minutes before I got to do the shoot job. So we're going to have to go a little quicker on some of these, but actually the timing kind of works out great. Cause there's not a lot to say about this. And then we got a couple indie spotlights, but yes, it was cool to see. I mean, like the, the word is apparently that WWE reached out directly to Tony Khan and asked if they could have a few of their guys to, to, have these messages for cena it's refreshing to see i mean i know that we've seen jericho on the broken skull podcast and so there's some sort of working relationship there with a guy like jericho that has you know really good relationship with vince um but to see like danielson i thought was pretty cool because you know but but once again in big show like these are all guys who left WWE on like really good terms and the split seemed kind of mutual like in most cases i mean i know that they would have liked to keep uh danielson especially i'm sure um but like they and, and i'm sure they wanted to keep jericho and big show as well but like danielson would like just main event at wrestlemania and stuff and i think that uh but he was so respectful about the way he left and like not doing the yes chance and stuff and so he really wanted to like to have like a good split from the wwe and, and keep and not burn that bridge and clearly the, the bridge isn't burned if you know he's they're, they're letting him do uh, video messages to Cena and same for Big Show and Jericho. I think, I think it's cool. And, it, and it's, it it makes it hopeful and, and promising of like, maybe one of these days WWE does get in on this Forbidden Door stuff to some degree. Like maybe they are willing to work a little bit with these other companies. Um, I think it'd be a great idea for them for a lot of reasons, like to, to start getting involved with some of this other stuff going on in the world of wrestling. They're really on an island by themselves. Everyone else is really working together now and making wrestling just so much fun for the fans, and WWE is missing out on on a lot of big opportunities, I think, for the wrestling fans right now. But, um, but yeah, I, I just thought I thought it was cool. It, it 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 was it gives me hope that there could be cool stuff maybe in the future between Absolutely WWE and. Not. <laughs> I, 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 you <laughs> this is know. about as far. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, like even years ago, like I always think about how. Yeah, I know Triple H has lost a lot of his power and like things are different than they were years back. But like Triple H brought in Jushin Thunder Liger to wrestle NXT against Tyler Breeze. Like while Liger was under New Japan contract. Like I feel like there's always been a want from certain people in, in those positions to do stuff with other companies. It's just Vince probably puts the kibosh on a lot of the really cool stuff that they can do. But it just shows me that there's some sort of willingness to have involvement now granted they didn't even put like former WWE superstar or, like current AEW star or anything like under their names it was just like brian or daniel Bryan and chris jericho and big show like they didn't have any like tag under their name about like where they were or who they were but it was uh yeah i don't know i just thought it was cool to see
2: this is about as far as this any type of working relationship is going to go sure send in your little video messages and AJ can send in his video to impact and that type of thing. That's about it. That that's as far Jericho can appear on a Peacock network show. We'll semi promote it as, as far as they're going, you're not going to see AEW guys popping up in WWE unless they're under contract or anything like that. It was cool. It was nice to see, but it's like when uh, the unfortunate passing of, of Brody Lee and AEW is like retweeting WWE accounts and stuff. It should just be normal for, for yeah. little things like this to happen. It should just be normal. John Cena, Chris Jericho, Big Show, they all have ties to um, to, to John Cena. Uh, sorry, Brian Danielson. They all have ties to John Cena. They were all part of his history, his legacy in some way. It should not be a big deal that, hey, they want to send in a video message. It should just be normal. And yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad it happened. I don't see it going any further than that uh indie spotlight mine is taya valkyrie winning the xpw women's championship for those that don't know xpw does exist it still is a thing that happens uh she won she won a ladder match uh it was a little mini tournament diana peraza was in it steph the the lander uh the former persia parade uh was in it as well it was a ladder match the finish saw camille um she was climbing the lights went out they did that whole gimmick and then she got taken out and Ty valkyrie ended up winning i want to spotlight it because seeing camille in this environment was different i'm used to just seeing her in the nwa environment here she was working like essentially hardcore matches and things like that and Ty valkyrie she's on a great indie run right now a great indie run in belt collecting so if you have not seen this show xpw is back Uh, people can go people can go watch it but i thought it was a fine little tournament that they did to crown the the women's champion and i'm really just shout out to taya valkyrie for winning more championship gold on the Independence. and it's crazy that she was not seen as a bigger deal uh in in the nxt universe
3: yeah very true um yeah she's really killed it since leaving WWE, and she she's somebody that i feel like didn't even need NXT for any reason. Like she was TV ready. She had plenty of TV experience. Like she could have been right onto Raw or SmackDown and she could have easily fit in with the top women on either of those brands. Um, But yeah, she's really proving her value again outside of WWE. Um, She's killing it. And yeah, it is wild. Most people don't even realize SPW uh, exists again, but, um, but yeah, good for Taya. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for, I don't have a whole lot more I can add to that, but I will say, um, you know, just keep an eye out for everything she's doing uh, across the Indies and in impact wrestling and stuff. Like she's, she's doing great stuff everywhere. She's at
2: your Indie spotlight. Jensen is Isaiah Broner destroying Kevin Koo on the, the sup show. And I watched this, but I saw Broner take on Eddie Kingston. Uh, I believe he's also wrestled uh, Suzuki at AIW. Um, He's, he has a presence about him and it could be a very big star. when he just squashed Kevin Koo, the crowd silence, the way they just go, like they're stunned and they're just, it's a deafening silence. He's got big potential. This was a, this was a big victory for him. And it sounds like he's squashing. I don't watch as much sub stuff as you do, but it sounds like he's squashing a bunch of people on the show and they're really building him out to be this killer.
3: Yeah, so they, they've done a really cool job of like pairing him with AC Mack as kind of like AC Mack's like bodyguard, more or less. But it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's promising. Like, cause we talked about Broner a little bit with John Thorne when we interviewed him from AIW. And I always say that, that Broner is just like super believable, super credible. Like, he looks like a guy you can kick ass. He's got a great presence about himself. And I love his pairing with AC Mack. And the reason that I, I wanted to spot, like, this match with Kevin Koo is because Koo is, for people who don't know, he's pretty much the guy at this point. Either there's a team that runs Southern Underground Pro, but, like, he's kind of the main guy I think of as far as, like, the glue of keeping that company together. And so he's really important to that brand. And he's also currently the action wrestling champion. And this was an on-title match, but, like, for Broner to just, like, squash kevin ku like that inside the basement east which is like sacred ground i mean they, they call it the church for sup basically like it's going to church on sundays when you're going to sub shows so like for kevin Q to get beat like that really in his own building it just shows a real vote of confidence for isaiah broner and his future i think they're really building him and uh the more that he can get built in the southeast the better it'll be for when he's booked elsewhere outside you know all over the country and stuff like i uh, so Broner's definitely a guy that I think y'all should keep your eye out for. And Kevin Koo means a ton for the the Southeast scene, especially. I mean, he's really all over the place now with, you know, he'd been with MLW and bounces forever is probably the best indie tag team going right now. Him and uh, a who had a great match with Alec Price in the main event, by the way, of the same show. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to, uh, to spotlight Isaiah Broner because that was, Nobody saw that coming. Like he just came out and completely squashed two in like three, it was like three minutes or something. It was super fast and just, just destroyed him. So definitely keep an eye out for Isaiah Broner um, on the indie scene right now. If you haven't already been paying attention, very bright future ahead for that guy.
2: I agree. He, again, he has a presence about him that match. He did with uh, at Kingston at the AIW show. I went at, or went to was, was excellent. Uh Jensen, I know you got to run. So go ahead and throw yeah. your uh, plugs in there.
3: Yes, it was good to be back. Good to see everyone in the chat. Thanks for joining us. Um, I hope y'all enjoy this interview that you're about to hear with myself, Jeremy, and Romeo. Um, Romeo's a great dude. Uh, it was great to have him on the show. Um, so yeah, if y'all want to follow me on Twitter, that's Fight Talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. The next thing I got going on will be this uh, Sunday. I'll be doing the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. Um, so check that out over on fightfulselect.com. That's every Sunday covering the indies and a whole bunch of stuff. Um enjoy Money in the Bank this Saturday. Enjoy UFC if you're gonna be watching mm-hmm. it as well. Um enjoy impact wrestling tomorrow night. Uh if you're in Atlanta, you might want to go to the the shows on Friday and Saturday. Um, but yeah, and I've got stuff going on later this month too. I'll be at Terminus Live, I'll be at Battle Slam, I got jury duty, I got a lot of weird stuff going on, or just a lot of stuff going on, I should say, this this month. So um yeah follow me on twitter at Fight talk underscore i'll keep all myself updated there and tune in every tuesday to the rvd Tito for life youtube channel myself and doug do a show called live rounds 10 10 p.m eastern every single tuesday and this upcoming tuesday sp3 is going to be joining us on there as well um and i'll be joining them on true hill heat the following saturday so um so anyway thank you very much for joining i hope you enjoy this interview good to see
2: you jeremy and uh, i gotta go clocking for the shoe job the shoot job glad you're feeling better buddy sp3 the forbidden door of, of new media is just everywhere nowadays um all right guys we're gonna throw to our creator spotlight uh we romeo from the true heel network uh hope you guys enjoy this getting talked to talked a lot about jensen brought up that he his past gaming life which which yes. stunned me romeo <laughs> talked about his time in the air force and you know uh everything creating with the, the true heel network so here we go we're gonna go to romeo welcome back to the creator spotlight here on the spotlight down below myself and steven jensen a face you've seen on fightful overbooked a face you've seen on our nba draft podcast last week our draft watch along a face you've seen on the true heel heat network romeo romeo how you doing buddy
4: what is up jeremy steven thank you for having me here on the spotlight really appreciate it doing good doing good as uh we are just a couple of days away speaking of uh, NBA uh, Nick's free agency it is coming,
2: it <laughs> do, is you wanna, coming. do you want to start do you want to start with that I mean we were joking about <laughs> it uh off air and usually we'll, we'll get into your uh your journey through the the wrestling media and the wrestling content creation landscape but but let's start there they're gonna pay Jalen Brunson 100 million dollars you can't actually feel good about this
4: i am the optimist i mean if you look at some of these <laughs> salaries the, the 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 guys that are making you know 20 million a year 25 million a year uh jalen brunson is is better than some of that talent
2: like mike Conley is making that kind of money yeah he's sure, better than that true true he is but man jalen brunson rj barrett julius Randle. that's a it's a solid solid seventh seed right there that's a nice that's a nice I trade three for... days for milwaukee <laughs>
4: I want to trade for Dejounte Murray. I hear they're looking for three first Aww. rounders, which the Knicks just happen to have.
2: That that would be the deal because it looks like the Hawks might get him. By the time this airs, the Hawks might have him. But that would be the deal to get Murray over We're in Brunson. Murray's nice. wearing a Hawks
3: hat right now. Actually, I go. can't add. I can't add. I can't <laughs> add to the NBA conversation. But I have a friend. I have a. I have two really good friends. One that works with the Hawks. The other works with the Pelicans. So I just get like random merch every now and then yeah, it's a nice little uh, Atlanta Hawks hat on. So that's, that, that's pretty much all I can contribute to the NBA talk, unfortunately. But. Uh,
2: let's get into it. Romeo, tell everybody kind of what you do in, in wrestling content creation right now for those that don't know.
4: All right. I'm over on the true Hill heat YouTube channel. I am sort of the a Swiss army knife there. I can do everything. I do the, I do editing. I do hosting Uh, I do graphics. I do memes. I'm really, really good at that. That's one of my special talents. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and uh, kind of a a creative force over there in uh, everything we do over there.
2: How would you get started with the the, the True Heel guys and and that jerk SP3?
4: (laughs) My brother. (laughs) Well, SP3, uh, our friendship came from uh, just seeing each other in Facebook wrestling groups and uh, that eventually led to uh seeing each other in person watch you know viewing parties uh watching wrestling going to shows and uh our friendship just grew from there and you know we became tight came a clicks if you will and uh during the around the pandemic when that started uh they were looking to expand their channel do more things do more reviews have more people have more personalities and uh, I always thought I was a reporter of sorts, always reporting news, wrestling news, and he wanted to take that and make it a gimmick into a a show on the channel. and that's how it happened. and then I just you know, from there, I just started taking on more and more uh, things to do on the channel to and here we are today.
3: I remember SP3 telling us, didn't y'all event like at, at first you were like rivals, right? Like one of y'all was into Roman Reigns and the other wasn't or something.
4: <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, I was not a Roman Reigns fan. <laughs> I was not a Roman Reigns fan, along with a lot of other people. I was not a, a And he had this ridiculous song that he yes. sings <laughs> to the to the beat of Roman's theme that just very groan inducing to me. But it was can you funny. sing it? it can you funny. sing the song? Will you sing the song for us? I could sing it now. I can sing it now because uh Roman has grown. Um Roman, 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 the big dog, Roman, Roman, Roman. He's so strong. I forgot the rest of the lyrics, but you got the gist of it there.
3: Nice. Hey. Okay. So you also mentioned <laughs> you, you you also mentioned um wanting to be kind of like a news guy for for wrestling like like reporting the news on wrestling. I find it fascinating that you know Keemstar from like playing video games back in the day. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? I just think that's so that's such a random connection to have. But like, <laughs> I saw him doing um, a watch along with y'all or maybe it was a, a reviewer. So he, he popped in yeah. for something y'all did not too he long ago. For the WrestleMania. Yeah, that's right. So WrestleMania. That, uh, Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. That. Yep, that's right. That's right. So, um, and I, and I hit you up and I was like, that's so random, you know, Keemstar. And I just thought that was it fascinating that you know each other.
4: It is random. Well, we go back a long, long ways. Um playing video games in the heyday of Halo 3 um there was a group out there a group of YouTubers a group of Gamers called the Federation I remember this asshole
3: gamers. Gamers. gamers yep I remember this and you know what that spelled yeah
4: that was the whole thing yeah it, yep. it was a, different there was a very
3: time. different time yeah yeah
4: <laughs> yeah and uh yeah myself and Keemstar were, were two of the four
3: that's That's such a small world that's the most small world thing
4: i think i've ever heard on the show the glory days of halo 3 yeah (laughs) so much fun that went into call of duty everything is just we'd make youtube videos you know we'd have fun uh it's it's, you know it's almost kind of similar to what i'm doing now it's just like you know find a group you, you fit into you have fun and you just you're not taking things seriously really yeah yeah, Love I don't that. think you guys can fly. Yeah, it is random. Day. And then yeah. I and then yeah. I went no, away. Why no, not anymore? No, you definitely no. can't do that anymore. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, different, different days, different days. That was like
0: because uh, you're talking YouTube. like
3: you're talking like pre 2010, probably. Absolutely. Like,
4: probably, what is that? This was a long time 2008? ago. Yeah. Something yeah. Like <laughs> Video gaming, man. That's where. I, that's where, saw, where it all started. Halo Three. Oh, I, Good times. <laughs> And so you guys have you always so... been
3: interested in, in like broadcasting yourself? Like, because like even back then, like broadcast, I mean, we're always interested in broadcast broadcasting yourself. Like, does that come from the gaming world? Like seeing people like doing like the let's plays and the uploading, like gameplay footage back then,
4: yeah. But you know, I never I never put myself like uh video on camera I never did that I I, I was I was the uh the, the robot voice of the group I don't I don't know if anyone's familiar with that or, or know no uh wh- who were all the members of that but I, I just used like a fake robot voice to uh troll other gamers <laughs> pretty much yeah whereas now now you see who I am bam there's nothing to hide anymore so but yeah that's kind of how I started that's how I started like doing a lot of editing putting things together That's where I got my start, just kind of teaching myself, learning
2: on the fly. And yeah. So what made you decide to what to get on camera? Because I was very hesitant about doing like on camera stuff as well. I did a bunch of podcasts, but it was just audio form. I never wanted to do video until I kind of started up with Fightful. And now I'm on video like daily. So what kind of started you're like, okay, I'll actually show my face and and be me on camera
4: uh it's, it's been years since then and you know i was i was never shy i just um didn't do the video like on screen into the video games yet that sort of like became more and more thing after the fact after i had already left. because i i stopped doing that i went to the air force i went to go get you know real life um situated so i had to take a step back from all the gaming i would have eventually yeah showed myself on screen but but i didn't have a problem with that like i've always had a dynamic personality to say the least i am not shy and front of with camera
3: when you spend a lot of time in front of cameras like i feel like you do watch alongs for everything like you're always <laughs> doing a watch along and, and that's like mma also like you're doing like ufc watch alongs, you're doing all the pro wrestling watch alongs there's some days where i feel like you might start at like 6 p.m or something and then like i'll see that you're you you've done a whole watch along for a show and then it'll go into like a new japan watch along like overnight and did you have like a like an amount there of there was shows? one like, day
4: yeah, yeah. during the WrestleMania weekend where I started at 1 p.m. Eastern and that went non-stop through the New Japan um no it was it was a late GCW show. I was so I, I was on I went all the way that, right? to 5 a.m. Yes, yeah. it was yeah
2: the like spring break show dollars. went until like 5 a.m the, oh my clusterfuck
4: God, that, show that clusterfuck <laughs> so would good. never end yeah. Yeah, yeah that
2: thing just i remember staying up late for that because i had to write about denise hitting sean in the penis and <laughs> i yeah it was like 4 a.m and i'm just like can we can we hurry along and do this spot so i can go to sleep finally wrestlemania week if you're doing what and i know you guys did a ton of watch alongs during that, like if you're watching every single one of those shows and like staying away for it, you, that is that, that is a Testament to just everything, because it is not easy to just go through and watch all of these shows and be like on, cause you have to be on during these watch alongs as well. You can't just like sit there and just like, oh, okay. You've got to like fill air and fill content because people are counting on you to like enjoy the experience with you. Not just, Hey, let me watch this guy. Watch the show
4: definitely and you know i've grown to prefer this way of watching everything like i enjoy it i have a lot of fun watching with others uh we've built a nice community and in the, in the youtube chat everyone's nice they get along uh we crack jokes we uh, have fun we laugh and and it's really 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 helpful during some of these you know wwe shows where I found if I try to go back and like watch it after a fact, like let's just say like a random raw, it's like I, I can't listen to that commentary, just like that corporate speak for three hours, nonstop talking. It's just it it's it bothers me. I don't know how I can ever go back. I, I have way more fun uh, going through those three hours now with the watch alongs and watching with everyone else. It's like, it's almost become like the new way to like watch things. Like the Mannings have made that popular with the Manning cast to the, the football games where they have you know alternate commentary where everything is not so serious. And it's sort of like, you're just watching with your buddies. You're watching with your friends, you know, you're having a few cold ones and it's not all serious and and corporate. And that's, that's the way I prefer to uh, watch and enjoy these things. You know, not, not, not a, not taking it so seriously.
3: Who is your favorite wrestler ever? I'm just curious. Charlotte Flair. Is that a serious <laughs> answer? Because I love that answer if that's legitimate. It is. I'm a big Charlotte Flair fan.
4: Yeah. Okay. I'd say second will be Shawn Michaels. Okay. But Charlotte Flair. Yeah. That's a. Hey. Why I, I, is it Charlotte Flair? I love her story. Okay. Love her story. Like, like the whole thing where the brother. Um, you know, he didn't get to fulfill his dream. She took his dream and made it hers, and she's fulfilled it, and she's done even more than that. Like she's becoming one of the greatest of all time. So, and 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 a lot of it also has to do with all the hatred she got. Like she gets online. <laughs> like that that draws me even more more to I, I love you know cheering for for the for the person that most other people don't cheer for, except when it came to Roman Reigns for some reason <laughs> and John Cena.
2: Oh, okay. you can't like Charlotte Flair and then dislike John Cena and Roman Reigns. The Charlotte Flair thing is so contrived. I think I the
4: Charlotte Flair Flair's hatred way. is a, is a little,
2: uh it's it's a little meaner
4: than it than it was for those. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it attacks her. You know, her looks and everything like. Yes. That
2: it's like yeah i completely agree and i people people know i will hashtag bow down uh like i have no issues with (laughs) charlotte flair i wish they would book her better a hundred percent i like that your answer is it's not completely i just want to be a contrarian there is like i like her story how she took her brother's dream and everything there's actual you know reason behind your answer other than like me i just want to be a contrarian and just go against and it helps that she
4: wins a lot it does help that she wins. Yeah. It's always good to just,
2: you
4: know, when she expand, wins a championship, you sell losing, I swear. So when she wins a championship, it feels like my birthday. Oh my god! It's like it's like Christmas morning when she wins another a title and adds to her uh, her uh, count. is it's, it's, it's there's a lot of tears online that I just collect, and it's it's very enjoyable. It's a very enjoyable feeling everybody needs to feel like like SB 3 he's a big thunder rosa fan he went crazy but thunder rosa won that uh, aw women's championship and i was like now you know how i feel you know 13 plus times
2: uh, 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 by Every month, seemingly
4: <laughs> hopefully very soon again hopefully
2: i mean i expect her back soon and i expect her right back at least by summer slam to be right back in the the mix for that women's title uh how'd you get into wrestling romeo
4: um mostly almost like everyone else i think the first thing i remember is wrestlemania uh what was that wrestlemania in las vegas nine yes yeah caesar's palace yeah hulk hogan bret hart thing yeah yeah uh, that was my first memories i think it was my birthday too and we were just all gathered around Uh, wrestlemania usually falls around my birthday so yeah that was my first early memory and then I sort of just sporadically got into the Monday Night War. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were my favorites, and yeah, I, I watched a lot of WWE. I, I did not watch much WCW at all. So um, when we do, when we go back and watch True Rewind, we got that show on Fightful Overbooked, uh, where we watch the Monday Night War. It's really me experiencing WCW all for the first time. So
0: very cool i love
3: wcw I, I hope you're enjoying it you know it's kind of it, i'm sure it's different watching some of this stuff i mean because like when i got into wcw i was into like the dungeon of doom and like the taskmaster kevin Sullivan and stuff stuff that nowadays like has an age so great like it's kind of it's really <laughs> like goofy now you know but that's the best stuff the best yeah stuff I, I i loved it you know i really did so i hope you're enjoying uh enjoying watching uh WCW yeah like right, right now, now we're
4: in 1996 so far uh sting has been my favorite part of wcw for the time we've been doing this uh the nwo is just starting up and uh before that before that started up hulk hogan was one of the worst things of wcw so hopefully uh (laughs) this is gonna be you know all new to me watching the nwo run like i didn't watch it as a kid Yeah,
3: yeah that's gonna be awesome i hope yeah i think you're gonna really really like the nwo stuff um yeah dude like so I, I don't even now I'm like hung up on WCW because like I just want to talk to you about that, like because I was such a big fan. But I guess you, you went through you said you, your birthday is like right around WrestleMania. Were you like one of those kids that always had like the WrestleMania theme like birthday every year? Like you, you all get your friends together for like they, <laughs> we, we, we had friends like that growing up that like they they'd have like a pay-per-view around their birthday every year. And we would go try to watch it together like as like a group.
4: No, I just knew that I was always going to get my birthday gift, which was to watch WrestleMania. I was like, oh, there you "Can go. we order WrestleMania?" Bam, there you go. It's ordered. That was that was always that was always the thing that I was guaranteed to get. So that
2: was the fun parts. Mine was fall brawl. We always had people for over for fall brawl because it would fall around my birthday, and so I'd have a fall brawl uh, birthday party with everything. Was that ever a lull for you in, in wrestling, Romeo? Because I feel like. I mean, I, this is the case with me when we were all about the same age, like when we get into it in our younger years and then in like the two thousands, mid two thousands, we just all take a break. Cause we were getting older we're going to college and stuff like, was there ever a lull for you that you just kind of got out of it for a little bit,
4: it might've been the time I was in. I was in Guam for two years in, in the air force. And because I mean, of the do it. just a terrible time difference, it was just hard to catch things and I didn't have, you know, DVR and all that. So yeah. So f- from 2011 to 2013,
2: probably. Yeah. That stuff would be pretty vague to me. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. That, that would yeah. definitely do it. Having to, to go overseas. Uh, do you want to talk about your experience overseas? I mean, I know we're here talking about wrestling, but SP3 would tell us about how he was a hotel manager before getting getting into all of this. So if you if you want, I'd love to hear about your experience being being I think you said Air Force uh and being overseas and everything.
4: The Air Force was a lot of fun, mostly because I got stationed in two places everybody wants to be. I was in Guam and I was in Florida. I got treated very well. Most people <laughs> don't get those assignments back to back, so I was lucked out and I'm thankful for that. I had a blast. I met some of the best friends that are friends for a lifetime. The camaraderie is absolutely the best parts of uh, my military experience. Um, I was a mechanic of sorts. Uh, I worked on ground equipment, all the stuff that uh, um, the, uh, the the planes use when they're on the ground waiting to fly off. You know, generators, lights, uh, air compressors, nitrogen carts, stuff like that. I had to work on that in the shop, and so I got. Semi-decent with my hands, doing all that during my entire time.
2: And then you left all that to return to the glamorous world of professional wrestling. Media. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like outside ventures uh, uh, outside of, of wrestling? Or is this a like a full-time thing for you? True Hill Heat takes
4: up most of my time. That is my, my passion now. I want to see it i want to see this baby keep growing what's uh
3: what's some of your like uh kind of short-term goals i guess or long-term goals with like
4: like everything that you're doing well we want to keep building that subscriber count which we have a ton since we've started we're up to uh 2500 subscribers um just like seeing that grow you know I've, i've been able to deal with youtube channels before so i know the struggle uh, back when I was making um, those videos back in the day, you know, I, I got up to 40,000 subscribers. So I know it's possible. I know I can do it.
3: And that was at a time when like 40,000 subscribers is like having 400,000 yeah. subscribers now. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I want to keep seeing it grow. Uh, the more people we get on this uh, this journey, the better. You know, we got a Patreon too. We got people that support us like that. I want to keep seeing that grow uh we got a twitch channel now uh, we're gonna start paying more attention to that we're gonna grow that all kinds
2: of goals i mean be, being on twitch have you guys thought about and now i'm learning that you are a gamer in another life we thought about doing gaming on the twitch channel now
4: oh yeah it's coming it's coming <laughs> we just started uh recently chris g's got it you know i'm telling you guys this uh they don't even know
2: they don't even know what i just told you guys you guys,
4: you guys just scooped them <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jensen does his research. Jensen does his research on this stuff. He knows, he knows all about this stuff. He's always well-prepared when it comes to whether, no matter whether the guest is content creator or, or independent wrestler, he just, he knows all this shit.
3: The crazy thing, Jeremy, is I do zero research. It's just like, I'm, such, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm like, I'm, no, no, well, no, it's because I, it's because no, I'm, I'm a, just a really big fan of like, of these like worlds that we're talking about. Like I just, I, I mean. Legitimately, I spend my entire day watching Twitch while I'm working like for like the eight hours. I'm working my shoot job. I have Twitch on in the background the entire time. Like I I'm very that's,
2: tuned into that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's research though, Jensen. I'm trying to put it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> okay. That is research that, you know, that rope. Romeo, yes, exactly. You know, that Romeo used to work with this person in, in a past content creation life, and that now it's all tied together here and the small world stuff. So look, I, I look forward to when you guys start doing some, some, uh, video game stuff left we'll the clash and play some, play some wrestling games, or I'm not good all at right. Halo and we're not playing any type of Halo game. Cause I'll get embarrassed.
4: Well, I, I would what, what, betray what's betray you shoot you in the back. What's your favorite video game of all time, Romeo? It has to be Halo three. All oh, the okay. memories I had playing that game. My God, it can't. Yeah. Nothing's stopping that. Um, but other stuff, other stuff that aren't shooters, I'd say Red Dead Redemption Two, is one of the best. Uh, I also, I used to play a lot of RPGs. I love Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, if I go way back, you know, yeah, I like games with a good
2: story. Yeah, I'm, I'm very classic. much the the same way. Yeah. What about wrestling? What are some of your favorite wrestling games? Who. Oh man,
4: I did see that review you did. What? What was the? What was it? Was it oh, no mercy? No mercy is the worst. No, yeah, it's the worst, worst game ever. Oh, review. Boo,
2: yeah. Boo. yeah, what a what just a trolling so yeah, much with that yeah. review. <laughs> it's
3: like the best I just remember those
4: ever. kind of games. Like those were like the best. Like it was just so simple, easy yeah. to learn. It's like those were fun. Those were fun. I'm hoping this uh, AEW game as a uh, is really good. Fight Forever. I have Fingers really high story.
2: hopes. Yeah,
3: yeah, really high Fingers hopes. Story. And Cody's still in it, which I'm really happy That's about. That's crazy. Yes, yeah, awesome. Uh, we're gonna be Cody. playing that
4: so much. Same.
3: Yeah. Oh, definitely hit me up when y'all are uh, gaming that. Like, I'm gonna.
4: And I've I've
3: been out of the loop on a lot of the wrestling games. I've I've tried to hold myself over with like Wrestling Empire and like Retromania and like those kind of things over the last like couple years. And I haven't gotten any of the new WWE games in, in a handful of years. And
4: i'm really Probably the last one was really games. good the new one yeah the I, new I've one's good it is
3: yeah i've heard it's good I, I but at this point it's like i'm just kind of waiting for AEW. like it's kind yeah. of AEW or bust for me right now um i play a lot of fortnite but that's like that's a normie game you know what i mean everyone plays fortnite like little kids so they have some adults but i my brother plays it as well so i, I play it a lot on it's a, it's a fun game to play online and it has like the cross i love how nowadays i'm sure you appreciate this too nowadays romeo like the cross-platform play now, how you can have like a switch playing against an Xbox, playing against a PS what you know, took PS5. so long. I know it took forever so but long it's for that finally happening.
4: So it's, it's nice to see like this big complicated concept. No, it's not. It's good to see that now.
1: <laughs> yeah, because
4: back in the day, you know, we were you know, Halo 3 was just on Xbox, you know. Yeah. Didn't play with any PlayStation guys, it was just an Xbox exclusive, and you know, it took a long time for me to uh, embrace the PlayStation, get the PlayStation. I was I played Black Ops on there and you couldn't you couldn't mess you know you, you guys on xbox you couldn't play with them
3: yeah we we used to have to do the land parties back in the day where you yes. have like oh everyone brings your a term xboxes. i haven't heard in years. <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah you, you, everyone would, would gather all their xboxes together at like one person's house so you can connect them all to play yes. like halo one halo two um yeah. i used to play at this place called the new media arena in atlanta i, I don't i doubt it still exists but I used to game Starcraft and stuff against Cody Rhodes in that in that place. Because like he was a giant nerd, giant gamer. People don't like realize yeah. that about him. But like, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of known with. like, They know the he's a God nerd. Zelda and stuff. Like <laughs> they know.
2: They um, know Cody Rhodes is a giant nerd.
3: But yeah, he was like the biggest like Chad ever in, in high school because he was like wrestling state champion and, you know, all the girls, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. but like he was like on the weekends, he was gaming, you know, LAN parties, know <laughs> I
4: mean, which is kind of wild. It sounds silly, but it was a fun time.
2: <laughs> it was. <laughs> back, back in the college days. Yes, just everybody get together, bring your bring your Xbox over and play that. Now nobody has to leave their house to do anything. It, hey, during the pandemic, it was great. I yeah. loved it. Uh, Romeo, what's the Romeo, what's the coolest thing you have in your room?
4: Hmm. Do you like Game of Thrones, either of you?
2: i've watched it i can't say this is my hot controversial take i can't say that i actually liked it but i watched all of it i never watched it i never got into all right it. i won't use that uh... <laughs> no if that's the coolest thing You, yeah, I mean, by yeah. all means I mean, go for it i, no, will, I just, just got sure a sword
4: from it. game of thrones i just got a sword okay. hey swords well, are badass say, yeah.
2: We see the sword no, don't,
4: show us your, your time sword. with game
2: of thrones show jensen sword. turn you off yeah.
3: Oh, it, it, it's kind, of, it's kind of, of, head. of disappearing a little bit. I can see the wolf. Yes. That's pretty cool, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Starts to see the blade
2: a little bit better. Very cool. nice. Kind of like you the, ever... Drew, the
3: Drew
4: McIntyre type, type sword, almost.
2: Have you ever I cut somebody with that? Yeah. Have you Thankfully, ever cut somebody yet. with that? No. Thankfully, not yet.
4: But hey, I could show you something else. Hold on a
2: second.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool.
2: <laughs> he should cut Alex McCarthy with it. Just... Just nick them. I don't want Alex McCarthy to like have any type of actual like limb damage or harm. But
4: this is my going away gift they gave me in Guam.
2: Oh, that looks sweet! Yeah, that's very cool. Yes, it's a crab. I was about to say, so that's what it looked like. Yeah, it looked like a giant crab, and then I'm kind of caught up on this like starfish plate that's in the background.
4: Here. yeah is that like an emblem of some type it's like, a star uh because there was a model din star danger is no stranger to an age ranger and age is what i did aerospace ground equipment very fancy with their slogans in the air force
3: <laughs> that's that's pretty cool i mean that, that's yeah. a really cool thing to have for sure that's
2: very sweet indeed, and it
4: came indeed. with a machete
2: have like, you cut cool. anybody with the machete
4: Thankfully, not yet. But I I can dual wield, so I have a machete and a sword. I could dual
2: wield, and nobody's gonna mess with that. Can you cut Alex McCarthy? I I, I know SB three is like friends with him. I don't know how well you're you're friends with him. I don't think anybody should be friends with him. You don't have to like <laughs> chop a limb off or anything, but just like nick him a little bit.
4: I'll tell you what. I've actually hung out with Alex McCarthy. We uh, drank a couple cold oh, sorry. ones. Sorry, sorry. We're good. That. We're
2: good. We're good. Oh. For Sorry. me, can you just like cut them for me?
4: I don't know, man. I
2: don't
4: know. Me and you, we taking that kind of person, I know, man.
2: I know, I know. I gotta find my way to New York at, at some point. uh Maybe I don't know if I can do Grand Slam this year. I'm getting married like a week later, so I don't know. if That's like in the ah, yeah, budget. I don't think that's gonna work.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If that's.
2: I think I think we're doing uh, all out as well if it is in Chicago. So like, I can't all out Grand Slam marriage. That's that's gonna be a tough trifecta. To pull off budget uh, budget we got to
4: celebrate uh, your colorado avalanche good job beating we do. the tampa yeah, lightning congrats,
2: yeah yes we we do have to to, to celebrate that because that's the uh, the second happiest day of my life this year so yeah what we'll meet and we'll, we'll, we'll grab beers and i will sell you on just trying to cut alex mccarthy that's my whole all purpose. right i can
4: be bought i can't be bought for my right
2: <laughs> jensen any final questions
4: no
3: man appreciate you coming on again and i uh i'm looking forward to joining y'all on true Hill heat not this saturday but the following saturday i'm sure you all have a great show this saturday too there's a lot going on this weekend in wrestling like sat for friday there's uh impact saturday's ufc and money in the bank probably something on, on sunday I mean, yeah yeah so i'm okay. sure you're gonna be doing watch alongs for all that stuff i'm, I'm assuming
2: you're doing a lot of oh yeah
4: money in the bank and i'm gonna stay up and watch the rest of ufc
2: yeah, yeah that ufc card is actually like good too yes yeah. I, don't, I don't always get into the ufc cards but when the pay-per-views recently the last pay-per-view was like one of the best I, i've seen in a while the the glover to show yeah that was a great show yeah um, romeo let everybody know where they can find you at
4: you can follow me true hill romeo on twitter and instagram and over on the true hill heat youtube channel true Hill heat wrestling subscribe if you're not already uh, a plethora of shows there I do raw watch alongs NXT watch alongs dynamite watch alongs Thursday and Friday I try to chill and enjoy life um, but then Saturday Sunday right back at it with uh, pay per views and true heel heat.
2: There you go. We appreciate Romeo joining us today on the show. Go support, go support him and the guys at True Heel Heat, the, the guys on the True Heel Network. And you know, on Fightful Overbooked, every week they do the true rewind where they are watching Raw and Nitro from the same week doing compare and contrast. And as Romeo just just told us, and if you've watched the the shows, Romeo, this is the first time he's catching a lot of this W stuff so going in blind and and learning some stuff about this so go support romeo true heel romeo on twitter go support true heel heat on youtube romeo thanks you thanks again we'll be right back here on the we're back thank you again to romeo for for joining us for giving us his time and telling us his story and everyone can follow him on twitter at true heel romeo everyone head over to youtube true heel heat there you go jj's got it jj is always there subscribe the true heel heat youtube channel follow them on socials youtube.com slash true heel heat i see uh chris mueller our pal dot chris mueller in the chat uh and i do want to direct everybody to bleacher report in his article yeah maggie says it uh his article on bleacher report with uh interviewing aw stars about um pride month uh people in the lgbtq community sunny kiss mercedes martinez anthony bowens Aubrey Edwards, uh, Nyla Rose. I believe those were the five, uh, that, that were interviewed and Chris can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, or if there, if there was somebody that I missed, uh, I apologize for that. Yes. Chris did a great job with that. Talking about pride month, what it means to them. Uh, you know, just discrimination that, that they've dealt with mental health, stuff that they go through, um, you know, uh, being, being, uh, supported being, what's the, the word I'm looking for. Um, you know how you can support. I guess it w- was was another thing and what it means to them. Uh, so yeah, go check that out on Bleacher Report. Uh, Chris, I do have an article running from that later on this afternoon. I want to make sure that gets that gets out there, gets some love. You did a great job with that, Chris is Chris is fantastic. Everyone support him and everything he does. He's been on the show before. He's been on the spotlight. We've interviewed uh, Chris, not an actual doctor. Um, but yes, great job with that, Chris. Everyone also go. Shout out to Chris Mueller. Uh, everyone go wish our pal Phil Lindsay a happy birthday. It is his birthday today. It's also Cody Rhodes' birthday, uh, but Phil's more important than Cody Rhodes. Everyone go say happy birthday to Phil Lindsay, even though he buried me last night saying Lambert sucks. I don't appreciate that. But everyone go wish Phil Lindsay a happy birthday. And go check out Grabsody uh, Saturday at noon right here on youtube.com Fightful. Guys, we appreciate it. Jensen and I will be back next week. And I do have... Some surprises. It's more than one. It's kind of all in the same boat, but it is more than one surprise. I do have some surprises for the show to jazz up the show a little bit next week. Hopefully people enjoy that. Uh, so, yeah, appreciate, appreciate it, everybody. Everyone go to Fightful Overbooked, Fife We have Day After Dynamite dropping today live today with will Washington and a special guest reviewing last night's dynamite. Uh, we just had the Joshi dreamcast drop with Scotty wrestling, talking all things, stardom and and Joshi wrestling. Uh, we just had the bread club, the, the bread club, Matt from shining wizards and Kieran from WrestleIn. Uh, they review new Japan over there. Um, the the bread club podcast just dropped they talked about forbidden door they look ahead to the g1 they're going to be dropping their big g1 preview uh just before the tournament which starts in mid-july everyone can go over there and check that out sb 3 and i did fmc where we celebrated my colorado avalanche stanley cup victory it's a big parade it's parade day in colorado i am taking the afternoon off to go yeah that's right what do you mean two hours Our show's like always two hours now And I'm taking the afternoon off And I'm going to go celebrate this title Sean Ross Sapp I'm I'm not working this afternoon Let's go I'm going to the parade I'm throwing my own parade Here in Ohio To celebrate the Avs victory That's what I'm doing with my two hours I'm going to work I'm not going to listen to these interviews I'm not going to listen to another interview Yep, two hour show And then I'm out I'm still going to have more posts on the site than anybody else. <laughs> everyone have a great day. Hope everyone enjoys your, your Thursday, your Friday, your weekend. Bye everybody. Thank you for the support. Love y'all. Bye.
1: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule. And of course the cost well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online